Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you know what? It's summertime. It's the time of the year that everyone gets excited for baseball. They get excited for soccer. This is Those are mainly like the two sports that reign supreme. And as, of course, you guys have heard me talk about the WNBA, but there's another league that deserves just as much attention. And it's a league that I've brought up in the past, and this is just a continuation of this league story and the growth that it has and, and what it's done so far in the community and just in the culture, you know? So um, if for those that have been living under a rock, I'm talking about Ice Cube's The Big Three, and The Big Three as a three-on-three style uh, league where there are former NBA players, you have some players overseas, you have some players that just couldn't quite get into either league that are still very good and uh, they compete in it. It's half court and like I said, it's three on three. So each team has about six players that they rotate in and out. A lot of these guys are older because like I said, they're alumni of the NBA and some of them are players that just want to see if they have another shot at just living, you know, living the professional basketball life or possibly getting back into the NBA. And it's been around now. This is his third season. So they made their return to Brooklyn. And I, you know, I have to once again, shout out to everybody involved with it from uh, Clyde Drexler, Amy Trask, and of course, um, Mr. Ice Cube himself, who I didn't have the opportunity to speak with. But next year, I'm looking forward to it. Next year, I'm going to try to see if I can get Ice Cube on the show. But uh, this season, or should I just say for um, just their visit to Brooklyn this time around, I was able to speak to a lot of the current players there that are former NBA players. I also had the opportunity to speak with some of the coaches. And uh, these, it just I'm excited to share all the audio that I got from this past weekend. And it's, it's just amazing. I'm looking back at it. These are guys that I grew up watching. These are guys that... I, you know, idolized as they were players in the NBA and I'm just sitting down having full on conversations with them. So I had my own little, you know, how can I say it, like fan moment, but I kept the professional as expected. So just to um, give people a little feeling on what's going on, the league has expanded to uh, add some more teams to uh, now be a, a two day type of thing before it used to be once a week at night but now we're looking at uh back-to-back days on cbs network before it was on uh fox um fox like i said used to do it on friday nights now we're talking saturday and sunday on cbs and it's become a cool event people from all over show up to every town that they travel to uh you get to see all the top players and all these conversations are had with you know in regards to the nba because they're not affiliated with the nba but they do want to be affiliated in. You're going to hear from Clyde Drexler. For those who do not know who Clyde Drexler is, first of all, shame on you. He's a Hall of Famer, member of the Dream Team back in 1992, as well as just one of the greatest Portland Trailblazers of all time. One, he won a title with the Houston Rockets. You know, um, the guy was at one point compared to Michael Jordan. They had their battles, especially you talk about the 92 NBA Finals. That was the year that Jordan went off in that, and I think it was the second quarter. 
And he was he gave the the infamous like I don't know how I'm doing it you know shoulder shrug as he ran down the floor, like uh, Clyde Drexler slam dunk participant like I could go on the list of how great he was, but like I said most importantly a Hall of Famer and the commissioner of the Big Three, he was able to answer one of my questions on a uh, phone call, and he, like I said this was um this was just an example of how they are reaching out. And he explained the situation going on with Amari Stoudemire. Stoudemire is seeking an opportunity to return to the NBA. He's playing extremely well in the big three for the team uh, labeled Tri-State. And, uh, you know, he's using this as a springboard to get back into the NBA. He's done press. He's talked to different teams. He's actually done some workouts. So, uh, like I said, Clyde Drexler big on trying to make that happen, trying to make a transition for players to get back into the NBA. Uh, I got to talk to him. Uh, Sean Williams, for those Knicks fans out there, remember him from the infamous 2012 season and how much of a contributor he was. How He got the, he was one of the people along with Stoudemire, and I believe they got Carmelo Anthony earlier in February of that year to uh, help them make the playoffs. The Knicks made the playoffs for the first time in years. I remember Knicks, I went through a whole drought where they just weren't making the playoffs. They were losing. He got the Knicks back into the playoffs. It was a, um, it, it was just such a magical season. He gets to talk about that as well as his relationship with David Fisdale, the current Knicks head coach. It's um, great stuff from him. We also have uh, a little bit from Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is very by that is very familiar for the Brooklyn Nets. The work that he did for that team for four seasons. I mean, he was Clutch Joe, Iso Joe, Slow Joe, whatever his nickname was. The guy brought it every single night. All the clutch shots he made. He was a fan favorite. And obviously coming back to Brooklyn, he talked a little bit about that. It was, um, he talks about possibly wanting to come back to the NBA, but he's not forcing it. So I'm going to let him explain it later. We also have Lisa Leslie who I didn't get a lot of time with, but I was happy to get the number one question that I needed to get answered from her. And that was about the status of today's WNBA. As you all know, Lisa Leslie, amazing career in her own right. I mean, you're talking about Hall of Famer, gold medalist every single year in the Olympics, played the first ever game in the WNBA, first ever woman to dunk in a WNBA game, she holds so many records, and she is a head coach in the Big Three. So, like I said, just getting the opportunity to speak with her was an amazing feeling as well. Another coach in the league, and for those that have to follow my Instagram, know about this one as well, Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin started his career with the New Jersey Nets. Uh, he was an all-star, one of the more athletic um, big men out there. The guy did everything. He played I think it's a little small for he was he was a natural power forward, but he was so versatile he could put him at center at times, and he was just a high energy guy that really demanded attention, whether it was offensively or defensively. Great player. I was able to sneak a question in with him and uh, talk a little bit about his um his thoughts on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, what to expect from them this season now that they are joining the Nets because that is the big topic that everybody wants to know. What are the Brooklyn Nets going to do now that they have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? So looking forward to that one. Um, another coach. Now, I'm going to play the audio from here, and I just want to give people a little background. We were 
usually with the big three, you don't always get a chance to talk to a team that loses. Now, Charles Oakley is the head coach of the Killer Threes. Their team lost. But Oakley still decided to do the media, and he spoke to myself and um, a, a person from the Associated Press and from The Athletic. And we were the only three media people that he, he allowed he allowed to go uh, speak to him. So, you know, hats off to Charles Oakley. I'm going to play it in full. And the reason why I have to give you a little disclaimer, in the, bra- the background is going to be very loud because we're in the tunnel as they are in the locker room. So players are coming in and out. There are family members walking by. This is after the game is over. So you're going to hear all of that. So I'm sorry if it sounds a little, you know, muffled here and there, but you're going to hear my voice. You're definitely going to hear my question to Oakley and his response to it. I have the article out right now. You might see it on Sports Illustrated, but it's definitely going to be on Empire Rights Back via fan sided. So check that out. And just to hear what Oakley was talking about, his whole situation with Dolan and the beef with the Knicks. You know, he doesn't really have a beef with the Knicks in terms of legacy because he loved his time in New York. He loves the fans. He made that very clear. It's just a situation that happened with Dolan and how he's trying to just, he wants to move on from it. He obviously feels he's still in the right. He says to check the tape. But um, I want you guys to hear from him and make your own judgment. But I was there that night. And this was almost about three years ago, Oakley getting escorted out of Madison Square Garden, made huge news. I, the seat there, I was thinking, I was a little farther away, but I did see a little bit of the commotion, and it, it was something. He had to stop the game. It, it was a, uh, a moment that you wouldn't expect. So we get to talk to Oakley, finally get his thoughts fully on it and how he feels three years later, as well as his thoughts on the uh, Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, of course, because let's be honest, everybody wants to know about this. This is the hot topic in the NBA, so we're going to get that out there. And like I said, this is just a a who's who of um, interviews, and and it was just such a great time at the Big Three. So I'm dedicating this whole episode to it, and we're just going to go through it. It's, uh, like I said, it was a good time. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, shoot me an email. Uh, it's all on my Instagram. It's on my Twitter at Ed Easton Jr. Same handle name. Uh, let me know if you want anything else on the show, any other topics, any other ideas. I'm all open to them. So until then, let's keep listening and uh, we're going to take a little break. I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. I'm stumbling right now. But uh, when we come back, I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to start off with Clyde Drexler. And I'll go right into Joe Johnson. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations, plus your on-demand music collection, all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio plus unlimited music all in one app. Welcome to my block party. Glad you can make it. The only triple doubles you get come with fries. Last time you blocked someone, you were online. 
I can do this all day. Your moves are just gay. Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. It's not creative, it's offensive to gay people. And you're better than that. says, thank you very much. The triplets remain unbeaten at 4-0 thanks to Joe Johnson. You know, becoming friends forever. You know, those are things <laughs> that, that man, you, you just never forget. For you also, like, what, was the, what do you think is going to be the difference between that team that you had with those stars and, and now Brooklyn's got Kyrie and KD, who, by the way, took your number? Uh, I think they're going to be great, man. I think I think it's a lot different now. Um, you know, we was practicing at East Rutherford. A lot of guys were staying in Jersey. So the commute over here was tough, man. Riding a car for two, two and a half hours and then get out and have to warm up and play. You know, that was tough. I know now probably a lot of guys live in Manhattan or really live in Brooklyn and practice over here. So, uh, but other than that, I, I love what the Knicks have done. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, they've done a great job in putting together a great team. So, you know, I think over the, over the course of the next few years, man, they'll definitely be championship contenders. Does that really make that much of a difference, Joe? They talk about the practice facility all the time as a selling point to free agents and stuff like that. I mean, if you were looking around right now, would you say, wait a minute, this is much better than it was when I was here? Oh, it, it ain't even close. It's not even close. I got a chance right before I did my buyout to leave the uh, Knicks. You know, we had just moved in practice. It was done, but it wasn't, like, fully done. But we was practicing now. So I, I got a chance to practice now. The view is crazy. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's top shelf. So where were you living when you were playing here then? Man, I was living in Crestkill, New Jersey. Right, that's what I'm asking. Do y'all know where that is? <laughs> <laughs> Crestkill, New Jersey. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I lived in Crestkill, New Jersey. So it was rough, man. It was rough, meaning... If, I, if we had to be here at 5 30, I'd be in my house a little bit before 3. So, Durant and Kyrie I have no idea how easy it is to figure out that. They have made a shape. You know, even though I had a driver, but it's still, it's just, just to sit in a car, man, or, or whatever you want to do. Sprint up, whatever the case may be, just for, you know, in traffic for two hours, two and a half hours. 
Super quick, I have a question for you. Yesterday was Community Day at the Rucker, which is awesome. It was really great. And they honored the original person who started it. What do you think? A lot of guys, would you start playing street ball? What, is, what would you like to say to them? Is there anything that you can remember that influenced you when you were out I there? Think, I think we all started playing street ball. I mean, as kids, that's how it pretty much started. You start going to the park, you're watching the older kids play, then next thing you know, you're out there playing. And it just it creates this this uh, this fire in you to compete. And you know, as you get older, you just kind of go to the next stages. But that playground never leaves. So what was Thank down, you so much. What was it's down, down like? It's been a great weekend for us. Like, um, you know, KJ Paul spoke about to ESPN about from your vantage point, what was it like as a team? Man, it's a good team. I don't have uh, anything negative to say about them. I enjoy the process. I enjoy playing with them. Uh, I just felt we could have we could have been like we could have been like the NBA door closed for you or uh? I don't know man but to, to, to be honest I, I don't know who I was telling but I didn't get in the big three to try to get back in the game I just love hoop I'm a hoop it, it had nothing to do with trying to get back in the league I love competing I love training during the week coming uh, traveling and competing during the weekend so I mean but if that if that happens. Perfect. And I'll take a look at it, but if not, I, mean, I had a great career. Do you define the difference between playing in the big three and playing in the NBA? Oh, it's not, it's not close. You got one game a week, which is good for a lot of us older guys. Uh, and it's less travel. You know, in the NBA, man, you can play four games in five nights. You know, that can be tough on some guys, you know, especially just traveling. But uh, it's, it's not close. This the big three is a lot easier. And, and at the end of the day, it's half court. And as you can see, man, we still come out and compete, and we all still win. Joe, on the subject of Jason's interview, is there anything you think back to your time you know, where that makes you say? There's one more question. Is there anything you say what now? Anything that you remember that you say that he's Man, he was just a great vocal guy, you know, whether it was addressing us as a group or just pulling me to the side and, you know, giving me a little tip. Those things like that go along with uh, whether it was like however the game was going, just come to the you got to be a little more aggressive and you take over the whatever the case is. I think uh, Marty Stoudemire also is going to have an NBA tryout. Uh, we think he's still very talented, would be still in great shape, and is still young enough to be a very uh, good NBA player as he has been most of his career. So we're wishing him the best of luck throughout his tryouts. Uh, also, Will Bynum from the Bivouacs, he's also recently involved in those tryouts. And the way those guys are playing, I would not be surprised if they make a team and not only make a team but do very well. Hey, Clyde, uh, I had a question in regards to uh, Amari Stoudemire now. Obviously, you guys are very supportive of uh, players making the jump back into the NBA. Uh, how does this affect him moving forward with the big three once he is signed? Would he have to uh, drop out for the rest of the season? Hey, we will do whatever we can to support Amare because, you know, the big three is a player's league. We're there. We're in it together. And so if, if, if that's what it takes for him to get ready for the NBA season, then we will give him that pass. Hopefully he can participate and play the last seven, six weeks in the big three. And because, you know, it's conditioning. He's got to play somewhere. <laughs> and three on three is great conditioning because it, it improves your overall um, skill level you got to be able to beat your guy off the dribble or on the post, and it makes you a better one-on-one -on -one defender because you don't have so much help. 
And so the big three is great. And hopefully one day we'll get to the point, guys, where NBA teams will say, hey, can some of our guys play with you guys in the summer just to stay in shape and get more experience? So that's what I'd like to see happen in the future between the NBA and the big three. David Stern, (laughs) Adam Silver. I worked hand-in-hand with both of those guys for many years, developing uh, the NBA in different countries. And so I had a you know firsthand experience on how it was done. I've been friends with both of those guys, especially David, since the Dream Team of '92. I got to know him really well. We've we've remained close friends. And so there are a lot of executives. I've always been a part of the Houston Rockets franchise. And so I, you have a, a, a lot of access to everything that's going down. And I've never gotten away from it. So you're current. You know what's happening. You you, you know what it takes. Uh, in big-time uh, sports, to be a professional league, to have incredible integrity, uh, you have to maintain uh, the, the competition. Uh, the competition is first. You know, players have got to perform, but they got to have a, a great platform to do that. we got to market it. we got to find sponsors. we got to make sure that the competition committee is always good and players are having fun and that the fans are having fun when they attend our event. So that's basically – it in a nutshell. There's a lot going on to make all of those things happen. But with Jeff Quantness and Ice Cube, uh, co-founders of the Big Three, those guys work as hard as anybody to make this thing a reality. Our chairman, Amy Trash, CEO, Ahmed Bajaj, Justin Williams. I mean, we have an incredible staff at the Big Three. We all work together to make it happen. So it's a cumulative effort, and I'm just happy to be a, a piece and to the executive team, that's that's an incredible, like a dream team. Uh, a lot of competent people, and and I learned so much from Amy Trask and and being around Ice Cube. Are you kidding? This is a dream job, dude. This, this it doesn't get any better. <laughs> well, I'll elaborate, but I like to hear Amy Trask because she's been around this for a long time. I like to hear her, her her side of it as well. But I'll tell you quickly. For me, I think it's. The fact that our game is won is real. They see their guys go at it. They play with passion. They play hard. Our games are fast and furious. It's a great format. We have incredible players. We have some of the best coaches to ever coach, period. They're Hall of Famers. We have NBA All-Stars who are still competing at a very high level. And when you come to a big three event, you may get your favorite song by your favorite entertainer. You just never know what's going to happen. So our events are fun. They're, 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 they're played, there's basketball played at a very high level, and it's in the summer. We don't have a lot of competition. And so if, if you love basketball, you can't help but love the big three. I was just going to ask, what are your thoughts on the uh, WNBA, the current state of the WNBA? Oh, I think the WNBA is in great hands. We have so many uh, talented women that uh, are taking this league. And obviously, as long as Diana Taurasi is out there, anything can happen. you got Candace Parker, the Sparks. Obviously, I'm a biased uh, Sparks fan, um, but to see Asia Wilson doing so great in Las Vegas, I, I'm a WNBA fan, and I'm glad that the women are doing um, so great um, on the court and off. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Appreciate it. I'm Paul George. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. 
F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sports Social with Eddie Easton Jr., we are back. So you just heard from Joe Johnson, Lisa Leslie, and of course, Clyde Drexler. Now we're going into the second half of the interviews, and we start off with Kenyon Martin, then Sean Williams, and Charles Oakley. You spent some time with the Knicks and the Nets. Right. Do you still feel a connection with the fan base? Obviously, coming back with the big three. Almost definitely. You know, once you uh, step foot up here in New York or Jersey, you know, you gonna always have connection, especially with the Knicks fans. Um, the year I played, I believe that was the year we went to the playoffs. We yeah. ended up getting swept, but that was the first time going to the playoffs in a decade. And I remember that year, Marray was going on a tear. Mm-hmm. We traded for Melo. That was a big season, man. And uh, just coming back up here, it just, you know, rekindle the flames and bring back a lot of memories. Nice. And um, what do you feel, like, how do you feel about the team now and the current direction that they're going? Obviously, being Which very the young. Knicks or the, Knicks? Oh, the Knicks, I'm sorry. The Knicks. Um, um, I played I play with... Um, play with Melo? Oh, no, it's about the Knicks, right? Knicks, yeah, yeah. I hit coach, coach. Um, you coach. Uh, you the Knicks now? Fisdale. Fisdale, I played. I just, it's okay. I'm talking about Tom. It's okay. No, I played with uh, Miami, uh, yeah. like my last year in the league. Right. Um, Fisdale was the assistant coach. Great guy, great mm-hmm. coach. And he, he has a gift of getting talent out of younger players and develop, developing them. So I have a lot of confidence in this team. I feel like um, they might not have a big name, yeah. but one thing I know for a fact, Fisdale, them kids, he's going to make them kids play hard. They're going to win more games than people think. Okay, and my my question for you now is: You're in the big three. Are you done considering possibly like going back to the NBA or? Actually, um, I feel like a lot of us in this, uh, a lot of people don't say it, but everybody's trying to get back there. Um, NBA didn't kind of shook up this year, where it's no more big three teams to where a lot of teams trying to win. So a lot of veterans can ease back in there. Um, I actually participated in the workout with Monte Ellis and um, Amari Stoudemire. That just happened in Vegas at the Cox Pavilion. It was a good workout. Probably like uh, 16 teams came. And um, I believe we have another one lined up with a, a couple more pros going to be added with to play five on five. Just all veterans, though. Right, right. To try to sneak in there because a lot of people, um, like Joe Jones and Josh, it's a lot of people that, that still have it in the tank. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be out there, but the landscape of the league kind of, you know, shunned a lot of us out. But now mm-hmm. the landscape changed. A lot of more GMs and teams going to try to steal a, 10 more wins this year instead of, you know, tanking with the young players. Have you ever thought about coaching the NBA, you know, using this platform to get there one day? I'm just um, I did coach a I, I think the NBA is not ready for tough coaching, you know, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked me, you know, can't take, you know, 
criticism well, and you know it's real. It's a real fickle game right now. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys. You know, they do things their way, and you got to sell them for their way, not your way. Sometimes we go hard. We have to respect them. It's, it's, that, it's that type of league. Now. That's running the league. Man. That's how it is. I know you were here uh, a couple of Nets games late in the season. Yeah. What do you make of what they were able to do in uh, in July? Big move. I mean, they hit the Mega Million in the Powerball. <laughs> Friday and Saturday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, whatever it was. They hit both of them. And you got two marquee players, uh, two of the top five free agents. Uh, Cattle, you know what I'm saying, the best best player in the game, KD, you know, until he got hurt. But uh, that's, you know, Sean, Sean Mark did a great job over there. Uh, got new ownership, and the fans been waiting for something like this, and now they got it. That's right, because obviously the Knicks are rebuilding still, and they're looking to add players that bring that toughness. How do you feel about the current crop of uh, players they're putting together? I don't know what goal in the camp. Uh, he has the wrong guy, because... I'm not over there on a regular day basis. I don't know what they're trying to build. Um, you can say they're building another, another country where they build. Because, you know, progress is still going to be done. Uh, you know, we got, like, you know, I think they sent a lot of guys to the same position. So, I hope they can jail together. I hope they can get a win, you know, for the fans to come out and see a winning team. Uh, uh, they draft a young guy. They, you know, they signed the Marshall Twins. They signed Porter. Random, so we got to see. I mean, do they have an A play on their team? I don't think so. They got maybe one B and a lot of C's. Yeah. Do, you, do you think what happened with you hurts them? I mean, you got a lot of guys who respect uh, you. And I don't want to hurt the city of New York, but it hurts some things going on. I mean, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect in the players. I'm glad to respect me. Um, and I try to throw no one in the balls and never, because you never know who you, who you might need in life. So the players have been great to me and, you know, standing behind me. And, uh, and I know that if I would have done wrong, I would have been the first one to tell everybody, don't, don't get my back, I was wrong. The situation would happen, I was wrong. But I wasn't wrong. I was 1,000% right, and we had the tape out. We got the tape. And whoever was reporter, anybody want to see the tape, we got the tape to show it to them. It's one of the things that I've talked about with some of my friends. You know, if you were friends with Jordan, LeBron, a lot of important players in the NBA like respect you, you would think the Knicks would say, let's not piss this guy off. Well, <laughs> the thing that pissed me off, you did something. And it, it, it stick me, and, you know, I think you did something that, what, I mean, in this day and time, they said it shouldn't happen. You can't tell seven, eight guys coming throw someone out of building um, or any kind of place they haven't done that. That should be an automatic a case against them with just what happened. Um, I think the, the players handled it right. I don't think the, 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 whoever in charge of the NBA haven't handled it right because he haven't had no punishment. Do anybody, do any current players ask you either about the Nets or the Knicks about your experiences in the city? And I talk to players, agents, friends of guys on um, different teams. I mean, you know, they like me, so I don't bullshit no one, press nobody. I mean, if I said something, I said it. You know, I've been around here a long time. If I had been dead, if that bad of a guy, press and somebody been like, they've been drilling me. You know, I'd be in the oil well somewhere else. Somebody can make some money on But I'm, I'm a straight up guy, you know. If somebody asks to talk to me, I try to talk. I'll be the best I can at the conversation. Like y'all have to talk, take time. I feel like y'all job important, and not just because you got to write a story, just supporting as a person who's doing your work and showing your craft. 
do a story. Every story ain't gonna be like 100% towards, you know, New York, you know, you sell papers. It's, I think you want to headline anything, but it is what it is. I don't have no problem going. Maybe, and then try to say, I, you know, some things happen, but I try not to have problems. No problems, and these are big things, and I don't know. I just wish things was better in New York. You know, I played for 10 years, and I've played for 10 years, I gave my heart and soul. And for not, you know, to be banned out of the place, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, just a bad word. And you might want to say I'm in jail. I'm going 20 to life. That would it feel like man, being banned or something that helped try to build. Leave a legacy. Let people know I put what I did play. I put my heart and soul into every second on the court. Would, it, would an apology from Dolan go a long way? I don't know. No, it's, it's going on three years. It's going to have to, it's going to, have to be a lot. You know, because you, know, you know, like I said, number one I didn't do nothing. Number two, I was lied. I, I, someone told a lie, and the lie was wrong. One thousand percent wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm so, you know, I try not even talk about it. It's just something that, you know, we start talking hard, you know. And just like if somebody's that wrong and nothing happened to them, you know, you see a lot of stuff going on, you know, that Art Carolyn situation, you know, the truth come out. If you did something wrong, the truth should come out. That's why we got the tapes and show you, you know, so when someone will say you intoxicated, yelling at them in front of 20,000 people, um, just um, saying that I, I, I come in the game, the game started, I'm yelling. How can, how can you hear me? You don't even know I'm there. Did somebody tell you? I mean, it's just it's embarrassing. I, I can't believe how he plants story and people still going for it. He could have started a ride in the garden. He could have started a ride. Uh, do you have any advice for Katie and Kyrie coming here, being that you, you've been in... Come here, where? They, they, come where? In Brooklyn. Hey, hey I, I, I've been to four or five Nets games, Brooklyn games, had no problem to show me love. I mean, I go anywhere in India. I have no problem no going to arena. Chicago, Miami, Toronto. All I can say, hey, they're going to get a lot of support. Just do what you do. Lean In Together is about what we can all do to help the women in our lives. And men have an important role to play. When men lean in, everyone wins. I want to be a great player, but I want to be an even better father. I lean in at home so Adrian can lean into her work. We need to stand up for gender equality. A little support for the women you work with can go a long way. Let's all lean in together. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Are you? It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt like we handled everything very well. But I had to try and stay calm. The whole experience was fine. was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief of being that I together. realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep to message. the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Big three. Big three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big three, come on. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, three, three. Now that's a magic number. Got the homies balling out for the whole damn summer in that four point circle with that ghost ball of purple. If you check the roster, got a three head monster. Now them killer threes are like killer bees. Start dropping threes like trilogies, like companies, like PIGs. Got them ball hogs hogging that three on three. We got the power to do it, PIG. We got tri state coached by the DOC, so don't hate. On Lisa, Leslie, and Nate. It's Nancy Lieberman, head coach, leading man. We got new teams, we got new schemes. We got big wax, aliens, and enemies. And they coached by the glove, commissions the glide. Coached by the oak, coached by the ice man. No fight, tan, had to warn Rick Mahorn. They told Rick, very half court, looks scary, but it ain't. Unless you're caught in the paint, getting drugged on the heels of Jermaine O'Neal. See, when I got the pill, it's like soul for real. Cause when I start to deal, it's like overkill. Cause we taking the summer and displaying the best. It's the Big Three on CBS. want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in and a big shout out once again to everybody from the big three for uh, just the professionalism and the whole PR team and just the reach and reaching out to me and just giving me the opportunity to come out there and cover the event. It was a great time. Uh, I love what the league is doing right now and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens next year. Like I said, it gets bigger and bigger every year and that's why it's called the big three. So just a shout out to them. It's just, it's going very well. And as always, hit me up at Eddieston Jr. on Twitter or Instagram. You've been listening to Sports Social with Eddieston Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Mm-hmm.